inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook. A show about accessibility. Advocacy. And equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. And we're two siblings who happen to be blind. Outlook. Radio Western. Welcome. Good morning, Radio Western <laughs> listeners. Wow, I can't help but laugh after <laughs> that set up today, Care, the, the fun of live radio. Well, good. Yeah, welcome welcome to Outlook here today on Radio Western. Some of our Monday mornings get off on the wrong foot, but then they, <laughs> they get on the right track. It's, it's the story of my life. I'm always scrounging, I find, last minute for things, but then somehow they seem to work out in the end. And one of these days, it's just not going to. I mean, I've been, I've been lucky, I guess, but... Uh, Learn your lesson, Brian. I know, right? Live and learn. Something we all should be doing. But uh, yeah, welcome to the show. How are you doing this morning, Care? It's, uh, I know you're happy. I heard it's going to be a night, one of our hottest days so far this year. <laughs> Feeling like 39 with the humidity in Ontario or something like that. Well, and it's, yeah, I'll just stay inside with this air conditioning and listen to music. That's <laughs> what we're doing today on Outlook. Indeed. So... Today, if everything is working, which I think we got everything set up here, <laughs> we have a returning guest to, to Outlook. Yeah, we had her on last fall, it was last November, I believe. Yeah, it was last November, so I guess just over six months ago now. Time definitely seems to fly, and uh, happy to have Heather Hutchison back on Outlook today. Welcome, Heather. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. I can't believe it's been six months. I know, right? It doesn't it doesn't feel like that. I don't know. I always oh, think like you said that and I was like, Really? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Crazy. And he he would he would do the math to be sure of that. Yeah, I'm definitely a math <laughs> a math person. So always Like I would just be like, Oh, like six months or so ago. <laughs> yeah, six months ish. Yeah. Yeah. So But um yeah, no, we wanted to have you on since um then because you have a new E P release and uh you know, at first it was like, oh, we don't want to have her on too soon. She maybe doesn't want to come back that soon. But we really wanted to get you on soon here since, uh, you know, after your, your your music came out again here, your new music that you sort of mentioned on the interview last time because, you know, I'd obviously been, um, you'd been working on it, the f- fact that it came out just like two months later. But uh, yeah, we wanted to have you back on to, to hear some music today and talk about, um, you know, this EP because I'd listened to it several times now and it's really beautiful, I think. Thank you. Yeah, so last time when we had Heather on, we talked a lot about about your book, which came out last year, Holding On by Letting Go. And maybe for anyone who hasn't, who didn't catch that episode, and I suggest if, no, if, if you haven't, definitely look back in the Outlook on Radio Western archives. You can find us on all podcast services, Outlook on Radio Western, and definitely check that one out from November of 2021. Um, so, yeah, maybe if you could just give our listeners a bit of an overview of, of the book. Um, and we're going to move on from that a little bit more today and talk more about the music, but we'd still like to discuss the book as well because it definitely ties into this new EP release. And also, just, yeah. just, to, just to let our listeners know as well, it's a bit earlier there for you because you're, you're calling in from out west. You're still out of Nanaimo, BC, I think? Yes. Nice. Right on. And how are, you, how are you doing today? How are you feeling? It's a Monday, start of a new week. In a good mood, doing okay. What's what's your overall mental state well, today? I'll 
I mean, now that everything's working, that's great. I mean, there were some like tense moments there for a minute. And like you said, like Monday is getting off to an interesting start. It's pouring rain here. It's been freezing. So you're 39 degrees. I'm very jealous. <laughs> Keep switch. We always want to switch the weather. We hear you having like a heat dome out there. It's not as bad here right now. And then, oh, but then you got floods and we have heat. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's been an interesting year. <laughs> But um, but yeah, then you have, so we have to get our stuff working on this end, and you also have to get your your instruments and stuff working there. So, and yes, we're all aligned aligned now. Seems to be. But yeah, give our listeners a bit of a, a refresher for those who didn't hear it, or for those who might might have six months ago. For sure. So my memoir, like you mentioned, Ryan, is called Holding On by Letting Go. And it's the story of my life as a blind person in Latin America and Canada. And my struggles, there's kind of this parallel theme to that of my struggles with my mental health throughout my life, which ultimately culminated in me being hospitalized for psychiatric care during the COVID-19 pandemic. So it really kind of dives into as well in the second half of the book, what goes on behind those locked doors, because I think it's something that people don't really know and we don't really talk about it very much. Yeah, it's just sort of sensationalized in movies and... And that yes. people who actually go through it, you know, there's just a lot of reasons why people don't share it like they might if they were in for like, you know, having a child or even breaking a leg or something else. Yeah. And that's yeah. why, you know, I thought I asked this, this, the question about kind of how are you feeling today? Because I think it's one of those things that, you know, it's such a cliche that everyone asks. And It's like, yeah, how are you today? And people give that, well, I'm good, I'm fine. But it's like, Wait, yeah. people maybe really want to know or maybe someone doesn't want to answer that day and, or another day. And I get it, right? Sometimes it's, it is quite personal sometimes. And if someone, you know, sometimes it's, you don't always want to share depending on who it is with and, and what who you're talking to. But I think that's a, that's a step that we need to go in more is where we are discussing this stuff more and not just kind of check in on each other more yeah kind of I totally agree so since the book came out um how have things been going with the book and yeah what's the sort of the status on the book now I know it's been what I guess it it came out just over a year ago now pretty much I think I just under just under a year I can't believe it (laughs) it's crazy um but things have been really amazing with it the the response like I really wasn't sure what people were going to say, you know, especially because I'm writing about people who are still living, whose lives have intersected with mine. And so, you know, they're going to have their own views of how things have happened. And um, everyone's been super positive about it. I've actually been posting a lot on TikTok lately and it's um, really gained some traction there. So that's super cool. Um, I know some book clubs have been reading it and things like that. So it's it's really amazing mm-hmm. to to hear those things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the COVID sort of threw everybody for a loop and obviously this in particular, but uh, I was going to bring up TikTok and social media actually in a bit because, um, yeah, I have heard that there is a large like book community on TikTok where, you know, reviewers and, and, and authors who have books out and yeah. uh, called Bookstagram, I think, you know, they, they come up with these different names for the new social media to sort of when they fit it to the to certain genres, like like the readers that are out there, which there's a lot of those. But Yeah, yeah. Book talk and things like that on TikTok and Bookstagram on Instagram. And yeah, it's, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> Yeah, and as Carrie said, we're going to get into to TikTok and social media and Instagram and stuff like that in a bit because one of the things that, uh, you know, all three of us here today, Carrie and I and Heather, 
one thing that we do have in common is that we are all blind. Um, obviously, we have very different lives, and everyone, you know, that's that stereotype, oh, you're blind, you must be able to, you know, relate to all blind people, when really we all have different experiences. But we do have certain things we can we can connect with. And the blindness, I think, poses a bit of a challenge, I think, Carrie, for us. We're thinking of Outlook in the future and trying to get more widely uh, advertised. So we're thinking about Instagram and, and TikTok and stuff. But just being blind, I don't quite know how to approach that. So I think that's something we want to touch on today because I think it would be interesting to get your uh, experience on that. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge learning curve, I think, especially if you're blind. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's tough, but it's totally doable. And it, it really... I wasn't sure about joining TikTok. My best friend was like, oh, you have to get on there. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I put it off for like a year. And and then all of a sudden, you know, my first video kind of went viral and things really started um, going in the right direction there. So it, it was totally worth it, but definitely a huge learning curve. Yeah, I remember I was at a, a social media conference in like November 20, 2019. So just before the pandemic. And that was right when all of a sudden they had a presentation about TikTok and my, my friends and I were in the audience just being like, okay, we're millennials but, or whatever. We were like, TikTok, what is this nonsense? It'll never catch on. This is nonsense. But but yeah, um, but yeah no, these th- these social media trends move on. And, and uh, I, you know, from what I've heard from some people in the social media sphere, you know, Instagram's sort of, TikTok's the thing now. <laughs> but you get yeah. manage one, then another one pops up and you can manage it if it's, if it, you know, I'm not sure what else, um, if you, you, you know, you're enjoying it yourself or is it, is it just been helpful for book promotion like I guess those could be two separate things but um, you can sort of pool all your interests into the videos you make or what you put up there yeah totally it's kind of this whole like persona I think it's interesting because um, Instagram is very like polished you know you show the best moments of your life and and that's kind of what people want to see on Instagram mm. Facebook is just kind of dead um, but TikTok yeah, kind of lagging along back behind something. yeah it definitely is TikTok is like they want to see the real they want to see the moments in your life where you're you know not sitting in the studio playing music or whatever um, they really want to I guess get to know the person as a whole, I mean, there's there's of course content on there that is super polished and everything, but it it there's certainly not an emphasis on that in the same way that there is on Instagram. Yeah, I know, like a lot of people will just do like doing funny things, like funny dance routines yes. and a whole bunch of things um, that I guess they're more free. It's kind of like a combination of Instagram and and YouTube or something more, and so it's got a broader. Yeah, like shorter form videos than YouTube, but less polished than Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely checked out some of some of your TikTok videos. I don't actually have TikTok myself. Um, I know I think I think you you um, share them through Facebook as well as they go up on TikTok, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I've posted a few a to few my Facebook on there. Yeah. yeah, so I did go there, and yeah, it just it's also you're doing some some really great advocacy, I think. And like you say, with TikTok, it's a very sort of fun, casual way which I think in many ways will connect with more people than having, you know, a serious talk or lecture or something. You, you, you talk about a lot of serious issues on there or interesting stereotypes that we need to try to get rid of in society, but you do it in a fun, light kind of way. And, and I just think it, it, it really is great. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch up there of, of note. How do blind people watch TV? How do I get ready for a day in the recording studio? How do I organize my pantry? Uh, so... You know, just, yeah. just all sorts of questions that some people might uh, might wonder, and and uh, I think I think the TikTok is a great idea, and it's like you say a learning curve. So good on you for for taking the the jump in into that world. 
Well, thank you. Yeah, it's definitely been an interesting couple months with it. Yeah, and a lot of writers and social media people I, I follow talk about TikTok and how it is one of those things where people do, like, they want to see more than just one thing of you. They, they want, you know, as much as you're wanting to give them, basically. Yeah, yeah, totally. And if you can do it, like, in a fun way and educate people, people really seem to connect with that. Like, I posted my first video. I don't even remember what the question was, but it was, you know, one of those questions that everybody gets asked as a blind person. And to me, it's just like, oh, you know, like, that's my daily life. Like, not very interesting. Um, But the responses to those kind of videos are, like, super overwhelming. Like, people really want to know. Yeah, I was going to ask through through TikTok so far and, and all the videos that you have posted. Do you have do you happen to recall? I'm not trying to put you on the spot if you don't, but are there any specific questions or or responses or anything that really stood out or any moments where you felt like you really did change somebody's mind or just just anything that stood out from from uh, from all of that? Um, I think I get a lot of comments on the blindness advocacy videos saying you know that people learn things. I think where it's really struck me is more in the mental health area and and just really being able to connect with people who are struggling and make them see that there is hope and you know to to be able to change somebody's mind on that is is really incredible and those messages are something that I hold very close to me they're really special yeah it really does remind me of, of YouTube in the way that you do get a lot of comments and then you you know have a dialogue but you get like you said some te- people really respond more to as soon as they learn how a blind person does everyday things that they often think that there's no way you could or they could if they lost their sight it's stuff that's obvious to us and it's the everyday boring things and the like the things we say like people think we're amazing for getting up and brushing our teeth and picking out of outfits and leaving the house but those are the kind of things they want to know how you how you might do that or how much you cook or organize a pantry and then you just show them right there so yeah yeah exactly and they're like oh I never would have guessed and then they go and tell their friends that oh I saw this person on TikTok and this is how they do it and you know so it's really that education that that just keeps on going it's really cool yeah just keeps spreading and the the more the more we do whatever we can all do I think whatever bit we can do because it can be quite overwhelming but I think as a community here in Canada, we're really trying to change change things for for, for blind people and all disabilities, really. But so people just want to have fun too, though. Sometimes you exactly. just want it to stay fun. So to find w- fun ways of doing it where you're not, it's not a chore as much as possible. Yeah. And that's what we yeah, try to make exactly. do with Outlook too, is to keep it light as, as light as we can and keep it fun. So it's not this serious because you know nobody's going to respond to that if it's just a bunch of ranting or something. You need to have a you need to have the human emotional quality to that. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when serious topics do come up, you know, if you're not serious all the time, it really makes people pay attention when yeah. when you do have a serious topic come up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right. Good point, for sure. Otherwise, people are just used to ranting all the time and then they stop paying attention. And I think I think this was something that's come up on the show before, too, that there is this sort of stereotype that blind people, and I, I think you touch on it in your book, Holding On by Letting Go, your memoir as well, about this whole, like, oh, blind people are... S- just they must be so good and they must not do anything bad and this kind of stuff so I think we also get this this reputation that we're we're a little too serious and part of that could also be my personality that I get that Um, but I think I am not that serious if people really get to know me and I think uh, it's always good to be changing uh, changing that mindset yeah absolutely so I know you've enjoyed 
I'm sure. I mean, since the pandemic's easing a little here, we were, we've just been talking about it today, even about, you know, where are you still wearing your masks? Where do we bother wearing? Like, no, I'm not wearing them there anymore. Or this time of year is often better. But um, since we talked to you last and things have eased, you know, the EP came out, but then the nicer weather and, and th- the numbers sort of going down. I assume that's helped you because I know what was hard for you was the last straw for you was during the pandemic when you felt really isolated which comes through in your songs, but, it, you know, that's from your book, obviously. But um, how's that been then as things have been sort of easing? Yeah, honestly, like, I don't even really know what's going on with the pandemic because yeah. I just kind of to a point where I'm like, I can't follow this anymore. Like, it's it's just too hard on me. Um, So, you know, making that decision, and of course, things are easing, obviously, but making that decision, I think, was the huge catalyst for me of of really coming to terms with it and moving on with my life. Cause I think we, you know, it's been two, over two years now. We have to find ways individually and as a society that we can move on and, and find a way to live with this. So yeah, it's been really great to be able to connect with more people um, that I haven't seen in a long time, to be able to travel again. Um, yeah, it has been super liberating, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Today on Outlook, we're speaking with Heather Hutchison, Amazon best-selling author with her book, Holding On by Letting Go, a memoir, which you should definitely check out, Kara. I know we both read it last year before we had Heather on the show, and it really was, it's one of those topics, mental health, that I, I just, it's something that I have a big, very strong interest in. I've always been interested in psychology and, and all this kind of stuff, so definitely a very interesting book, and I highly recommend everyone reads it. Um, but along with Holding On by Letting Go, um, Heather is also a singer-songwriter, as we've been talking about. So I thought maybe now we'd switch a little bit into the into the music, because um, stay tuned, everyone. Heather has agreed to play, I think, a couple of songs today, if that's still uh, still okay with you. Um, so mm-hmm. we're probably going to get to one of those in a few minutes here, but I thought maybe we could start a little bit about, talking a little bit about your, your musical background growing up, and instruments that you play, and wh- when your first musical memories are from, and, and uh, a little bit about your background in music. For sure, yeah. I grew up in not a very musical household at all. Like none of my, my mom plays a little bit of piano, but that's about it. Um, But it was always, you know, I started singing along to the radio when I was really young and harmonizing and things like that. Um, There was a piano in my house growing up. So I started um, learning by ear, like things that I would pick up on the radio. And then I started um, in piano lessons when I was five, but I was literally the worst student ever. Um, And I would never play like what they asked me to play. I'd just always be like making up my own songs or um, things, listening to things on the radio and playing those. So I didn't stay in piano very long. And then as I got into my teenage years and my mental illness became more pronounced and I started feeling more isolated, I really turned to music um, to help with that and writing my own music as well. So I actually went back to piano lessons for a couple of years so I could learn to accompany myself on piano um, really as the, as the vehicle for, um, to get my songs through to people. Oh, it sounds like you're getting you're getting ready now. I hear the I hear the fancy reverb going on. But it sounds sounds uh sounds pro <laughs> sounds pro. Oh, I hear it. Weird. But uh, and anyhow, I, I I like it though. It, it's uh, I always love cool. I always love a bit of reverb. Um, yeah, no, I agree. It makes a huge difference. 
Indeed. But I think, Kara, we can we can kind of relate to that piano lessons thing. Well, maybe specifically you, Kara, because I know we both took piano lessons at a pretty young age, and I always had a bit of more of an ear, I guess. But, Kara, you're also, you're also definitely love music as well. Yeah, I mean, the last time I gave it up, I was like seven or something, and so I, I just didn't try hard enough. Um, but I would, I often think about start, restarting again. Um, I like the fact that I can match the, uh, a keyboard or whatever up with my violin, but uh, so I could have to work on both, obviously, but I, I liked how the two go together, and I, I think it would help me maybe in my playing of the violin. Yeah, so it just sounds like something I'd like to retry, and so sometimes you have to find it on your own if you just sort of go into a lesson, with depending on who the teacher is, and maybe it's not inspiring or, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's a hard age. I think a lot of kids start out with piano lessons, and it's hard to stick with, I think, especially at that time. And yeah. I think we're talking about before, too, about making things fun, and I think that's a big part of it is, is trying to have a fun approach so that it isn't just this dry kind of lesson. And um, But I, w- I was going to ask if you'd ever had lessons or if you just picked everything up by ear. So you, you kind of already you touched on that in your, in your answer there, which is great. Because um, I also had some piano lessons, but I think a bit longer than Carrie, two or three years, but then I did quit those as well um, and mainly did stuff by ear. I haven't really had any lessons since you pl- Didn't you play till you broke your arm? Oh no, after that. I think oh, it might no. have been around that time, but... <laughs> he broke his oh, arm dear. playing the piano. Have no. that ever happened? No. no what? Not, no, that's no. not true. Sorry. <laughs> that would be an epic story. Yeah, really. I know. I no. wish. No, it was falling off. A, it was jumping off. No, it wasn't falling. It was purposely jumping off the climbers at school and landing on my arm, but... uh. Ouch. Uh, it was I, a fracture. Could I have like, been worse. I like the piano story. <laughs> yeah, it's a better story. Yeah, that's a good story. Stick with that I think one. you should stick with that one, yeah. I'm going to develop it a little more, but yeah. You should. <laughs> okay, so Heather's brand new EP, If I Could, came out the end of January of this year, and you can find it online, heather-hutchison.com or heatherhutchison.bandcamp.com, and it's also available, of course, on all the streaming, Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff, and it's called If I Could. So, I don't know, Kara, what do you think? Should we get a bit of background first and then maybe play one one song out to break? Yeah, so as I was saying, when we had you on last time, I know you told us that you were working on this new music and it was going to be the soundtrack to the book. Is that still how you look at it or talk about it? Yeah, definitely. See, I, I love that. Say. When I heard that, I was just like, you know, the music is basically the soundtrack to my life. Like, there's so many yeah. people, right? And yeah, totally. you, you remember where you were when you heard certain songs, and certain songs would take you back to certain memories or decades. And so to have an actual EP made by the musician who also wrote her memoir and have the two sort of complement each other, that's, you know, it gave me something to, to think about when I knew the EP came out there. And so yeah, it's been out as Brian said since January January twenty eighth of this year, and uh, as I said, it's got four songs plus I think a radio edit. I think you do swear in one of the songs. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> well, good on you for doing the radio edit because I as I do a radio show here on Fridays at Radio Western, I often have to do my own radio edits and Pro Tools because you know certain songs just don't have them. So good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good plan to have that available. But yeah, I yeah, think we were really debating, but but I'm glad we did it. Um, you know, just for people, it, it just gives more flexibility, I guess. So. Yeah, that's just it, I guess. It gives you the option to have it heard in more places without it being <laughs> yeah. sort of uh, not yeah, played because so. of that. Um, but I think it was pretty much, you You kind of told us when you were on last time about this new music, because we were talking, we're about, your talking about your release from, release from 2015, 
um, where we actually played your song Reason to Stay at the end of uh, Outlook last year on our final show of the year because we wanted to play one of your songs on the air and then um, when we found out that you had this new release and we were going to have you on now to promote it, we thought... You know, if if you'd be interested to actually play a couple of songs live from the new music, that would be that'd be really great. Yeah, yeah. You and me, we both fell from the same tree, and I'll tell you all I know with the bottle in front of me. And you try all you know, but sometimes it's not up to you. But it seems as though things between us have changed. The silence on this glacier feels so strange. It's breaking my heart. It's breaking my heart. And it's tearing us apart. We're out of funds, so we'll sell the ground from beneath our unborn sons. Because it's chaos and calamity, only feed my apathy. And there's nothing left that means a thing to me. It's breaking my heart. It's breaking my heart. It's breaking my heart. Breaking my heart And it's tearing the world apart Yet here Attempt at poetry, but words defy the beauty that I see. A simple act of generosity awoke what I thought was lost in me. I'm not perfect, but I'm better than I used to be. And it's melting my heart, it's melting my heart. It's melting my heart It's melting my heart And it only took a spark Outlook On Radio Western Hello everyone, we're back here on Outlook Apologies, we're having a couple technical issues today, but the show must go on, so... Live radio, and we carry on. <laughs> Indeed. So, in before the break there, we heard Heather Hutchison performing... Spark. Spark, yes, from a brand new EP, If I Could. What a lovely performance there. And yeah. uh, I think she's back, so let's see if, <laughs> if, if, yes. if we're echoing through anymore. I 
think that's better. That's better. Oh, okay, maybe awesome. not. Oh, maybe not. Ooh. No, there's a, there's no. a delay. There's a delay. Okay, well, I do have one idea. All I, what I can do is keep your fader down when I'm talking, and then when you're about to talk, I'll turn it up. So we can talk for a minute, but then when we're when we want to hear Heather, we'll have to turn the fa- I'll turn the fader up on the board. Got to think on the spot here. So, wow. so care. Do we want to say say anything specific about the? What should we? What should we? I'm just a little flustered from yeah, all this sorry. confusion. Welcome back to Outlook this, this, uh, today on this Monday morning. Uh, we're just getting our feeding fo- footing here. We're talking to Heather Hutchison. Uh, she's a returning guest to Outlook and. Um, yeah, we wanted to talk to her about her new EPs, Brian said, if I could. And it's, as we were saying before the break, a soundtrack to the memoir she had released last year, Holding On by Letting Go. So it's four songs. Uh, the first one, I just, I do want to talk to her about. Uh, I like how, you know, it starts the EP off, very upbeat sounding song. And I was just going to make a comment, Brian, how the, the, the few songs you and I have created together, we don't, neither of us sing on them. But and we really love our singer Imogen. But I'm just saying that we need to work on some sort of more upbeat ones. We do a lot of sort of darker, um, lower. Yeah, it has a bit of a different feel. Lower right? range, yeah. and, and sometimes good to have those. I love songs that are, are sad and, and you know sometimes that more dark or whatever. But I also love when they're ones that are full of energy. And it, it, you know, you do too. I'm sure I've heard you when you're testing out new songs for your show, and you know those ones that get you going on a Monday morning or whatever it might be. Yeah, no, for sure. I thought this was a really great uh, opener to the EP, and I'm assuming there might be a reason that you for the track order, which would be neat to get into as well. Um, and then also there were a few lyrics, I think, Kara, that we wanted to comment on. I don't know if there were any specific from that one, or if maybe we'll turn it over to Heather to see what, it, what, uh, what your thoughts are on uh, what we just said there. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely, yeah, re- it's always so hard to choose track orders for albums and it's something I really agonize over um but I I'm a fan of putting like a a really upbeat song um just to kick things off and then sort of you know vary it throughout the album and and I usually like ending with like a nice sort of introspective um soft ballad sort of thing because I'm very partial to like piano ballads with strings and things I I love that yeah I love the way you say it's breaking my heart, but in the tone you sing that in, and and in, in the the feel of the song, you know, it's it's nice for once. It's not it's the line you often hear in like a sadder, more you know, moodier song. But this one, I mean, there's could be that behind it. I'm not sure for you, but um, you know, it's how we present ourselves often in the world, and songs are like that, right? It could be how it was written on the day it was written, or things. Why does a song take a certain turn? Um, but yeah, definitely a great one to begin with. And so I like lyrics like that, but I also like chaos and calam- like, I love the word calamity. First of all, as a writer. <laughs> it's, it's not a good word. It's, you know, obviously got a bad definition. Not a good thing to deal with. Usually huh? when we have a calamity, <laughs> but, you know, that's, but I like how, you know, feeding my apathy, you know, like I can get that right. I, I get that. Um, so that line was really kind of poignant for me. Yeah, calamity is like hard to sing in a song. Yeah, I was gonna say like when I was here, <laughs> it's quite a mouthful. It's like, hmm, did calamity and apathy rhyme? And I don't think so, but I'll put them together anyway. It was well, neat the C. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I like it. The E on the end, I guess. Because I was listening, oh, I was actually listening to the EP this morning and following along with the lyrics on Apple Music with my Braille display. So it was neat to see that word in Braille. It's not a word I come across too often, I guess, in, in reading. So, and uh, yeah, really cool to kind of follow along. And one other lyric from that song that stood out for me, which is is a bit a bit simpler than calamity, I guess, but it's very. Um, I think it's just something we can all relate to. That I'm not perfect, but I'm better than I used to be. 
And I think that's something that we should all think about is the fact that, you know, nobody's perfect and a lot of people seem like, to, to us, it might feel like, for me anyway, I see a lot of people out there, I'm like, oh, they have it all together, they're, you know, I'm 35 and I'm, I don't have this, but this person has that and it's never good to compare because we all have different experiences. But I think the whole idea is that nobody's perfect and the, the point is, of, is, is to change and to always try to be better and, and learn from our, our experiences and everything like that. So I just think that's a really, really great message. Yeah, for sure. And I think for me, like, you know, getting out of the hospital and everything, everybody, they expect, you know, you go through these things and you're going to, you're going to make a 180 and you're going to be, you know, amazing. And so, I mean, you, you can, you can get better in small increments. And I think that's a more realistic goal. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes too, maybe that that ties into society a little bit with this, I'm tying it back to to disability and, and blindness and stuff about just this this medical model of we need to cure these things, we need to fix things. And I think it's that idea that, oh, you go in for treatment, you come out, you're fixed and everything's great. When it's like, we're always working on ourselves, we're always progressing, we're always learning and nothing's, I just think we need to get away from that idea about, oh, let's just fix everything because it's just not, it doesn't happen. It's not realistic and it's not even, I don't even like the word fix things because I just, I don't know, it's, it just makes me, makes me think. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there a cure for that? I mean, we're so focused on a cure that we're not really focused as a society on accepting people for who they are and where they're at at any given time. Yeah, it's kind of like goes back to that saying about it's not, you know, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Same thing. Mm -hmm. People want to know how the book's going to end. They want to know, you know, that that something is tied up with a nice bow and life's just not like that. And that's why I song lyrics are so great because they can be you know interpreted so many ways and and you could tell us one thing here about it that you know sparked <laughs> something in you today but it's it could be totally different on another day but how was that for you like as far as the process of timing this when you wrote your book and when that was released versus when you've been working on this album and to, to know it was going to be a soundtrack and to get together did, like how did you construct that and how did that work for you kind of yeah, it just sort of started to fall into place. It wasn't really something that I set out to do. Actually, I I didn't set out to make another album. I thought um, Where the Ocean Meets the Sand was going to be my last album because shortly before um, COVID, I kind of swore off music and mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it anymore. And, um, you know, then I went through this whole thing with the hospital and the book and, and all those things. And... Um, then I, I kind of reconnected with a producer who I had worked with. He was a session player on my first album and we reconnected, you know, he had had his own, not not the same, but sort of similar struggles. And um, I was kind of like, yeah, come out and we can uh, record, you know, some cover songs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I don't write songs anymore is, is what I said. And, um, he ended up coming out, drove across, he's from Manitoba, drove across Canada, 26 hours. And, um, you know, of course we ended up recording original songs because I mean, how could we not, how could I honestly assume that, you know, music had brought me so much comfort um, through my whole life. Like how it, it kind of like makes me laugh to think back on it now. Like how could I have been so naive to assume that that was where my musical journey was going to end. And then as the song started taking shape and I started writing about, you know, the experiences that I talked about in 
the book, then it, it just sort of really made sense. And people started jokingly calling it holding on by letting the go the musical. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it just became very obvious, I think, as we went along in the process that that was what it was going to be. Huh, yeah, no, I, I, you could totally have a musical next. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you have to come back to it in your own time, right? You couldn't just be, okay, I got out of, you know, the mental, the mental ward there and now I'm going to, mental health ward and now I'm going to, you know, music's going to save me from whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm landing. Sometimes you have to come back on on your own. But um, the next song um, after um, Spark is, you know, Exit Plans. So, you know, this one gets into probably the heart of the pandemic and when you were feeling um, your most lost. What what do you think now when you hear it and or sing it or? Yeah, it's, I just feel so much. It, it's like it was a different person. You know, I can, I can think back and I can picture this person, this girl walking into the, the ER that day and I often think of that when I play that song and I feel, you know, so much, I guess, love and sadness and, and so many different emotions about that girl because I, I almost see her as like a separate entity now. And I just, I remember as I was writing the song, I pictured that and I thought to myself, she's been, you know, so mean to herself for so long. And that kind of birthed the song, that that thought of like, you know, I guess self, it, it was really born from like self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say for, in that song, uh, my favorite line is, is you said, we did not choose this and we are not worthless. And so, yeah, yeah like you said, we, you really, all of us, there's so much negative talk. We say things to ourselves, you know, all of us, but I'm sure you did, that, you know, it would be so ugly to say someone else and we know you know what what we're doing and that's the whole thing about positive talk and how much of that works or but you know sometimes it's good to remind yourself of these sort of things that that to other people you know they would that's what I always think it's funny how others see me um because you don't always see yourself in that same way yeah yeah and if we talk to our friends the way we talk to ourselves we wouldn't have any so we need to (laughs) try and practice some of that self-compassion that we practice for for the other people in our lives and that's why it turns to loathing of ourselves because you're stuck with yourself all the time it's like having a friend you never can go home from (laughs) yeah you can't get away (laughs) yeah i know you talk about mind racing in this in this many people trying to get away from it this song and that's something that i find i deal with a lot where my mind is just going 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 it's like why am like none of this stuff is that big of an important thing it's just thoughts like i'm i'm over i don't know it's sometimes i just like shut that voice off in my head but uh yeah. Um, yeah, the sun will rise tomorrow, you know, no matter what. There's always another brings. day. And, and no, what I yeah. try to do is I try to think about a moment and say, like, tomorrow or next week, will I be bothered by this? Will this be an issue? And oftentimes more than more than the, the, in the case is no. So I try to, yeah, uh, yeah. to do that. But I also like in this song how, I like how you didn't call a song on this, Holding On By Letting Go, but it is a lyric in Exit Plans. And yeah, I like I like how you there. did that. Yeah, yeah, it's hidden in there, yeah. but it's still, still <laughs> yeah. there. I was like, how many people are going to notice that? And I also wanted to comment um, before we, I think we should quickly mention the last two songs as well and talk yeah. briefly about them. But just want to talk a little bit about the arrangements on this this EP and then specifically these first two songs, Spark, 
very big arrangement, lots of production, lots going on. And Exit Plans is a little, a little less, less busy and a little more open ended, a bit more of a ballady kind of feel. I'm kind of curious on your choices for arrangements and and how all that worked and sort of what the overall process was. I know now we do a lot of things at home and remotely and send parts. So kind of curious about the recording itself in the studio and and how that all was, what that was like. Yeah, it was so much different than recording any of my other albums because we had the luxury of time because, you know, in, in, in the studio, when you're doing everything in the studio, time is money and you're constantly watching the clock and like, oh, I can't screw up this take because I have, you know, so many more things to get through. Um, and I, you know, my money's running out or whatever to afford this album. Yeah, you don't want to be like, and, oh, it's, I, it's been, I've been working on this all day and I got nothing or got nowhere. Yeah, exactly. That's super frustrating and it, it just like can't happen. Um, so sometimes, you know, you, you have to make compromises. In this case, we had the luxury of time, which was kind of a blessing and also kind of a curse because, you know, things that don't really matter, you can get hung up on so many of the small details. But in terms of the arrangements, it was really weird because we were like making them as the songs were being written because the songs were actually being written in the studio because we had that luxury to be able to do that, um, which is not how I've ever written any songs before. So it was super weird because then when I had to try and figure out how I was going to play them live, mm. um, it was like a lot of reverse engineering because usually I would write the song on piano or sometimes I try to write on guitar, but I tend to like always switch over to piano in the middle of writing the song and um so it's always very acoustic how I start writing songs and this time it wasn't I was writing them with these full arrangements so I had to do like reverse engineering of like oh my god how am I gonna play these acoustically I really don't know so that was um yeah it was it was very like like a backwards process and it was I liked it there was a lot of things that that I really liked about it. Um, but you can get, you know, mired in these, in these tiny details that again, as you said, are they going to bother you a week from now, a month from now, a year from now when you're working, when you're listening back, or are you just so close to the songs now? Um, that that's all you can hear. So. Yeah, it really is that whole thing about just these days we have unlimited resources and so much at our fingertips and it is a good thing in many ways, but sometimes it is, you do focus on too many details and it can sort of hold things back in some ways too. So it's like pretty much everything in life, I think, where there's pros and cons and and uh, yeah. it's best to work within in the in those lines the best you can and, and just try to make the most of it. And that's why I think it was really neat. It was really amazing to hear you play Spark there before the break. First track from Heather Hutchinson's new release, if I could, and just to hear that, because the, the version on the on the EP is so much, there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot of production. Well, that's the good thing about yeah. hearing a song live sometimes. Yeah, so you get both perspectives, and I just think that that's really neat uh, to have yeah. both. Yeah, I was, really wasn't sure how I was going to play that one, so oh. um, well, thank yeah, you it for... took a lot of work to, to try and figure out how the heck to play that on piano, or am I going to do it on guitar, what am I going to do with this, so yeah, it was... It was Again, that deconstruction process. Yeah, well, like I said, it's a great one for starting out, so it was a good first pick. Um, so thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for playing thank that. Thank you. That was great. I want to get on to the third song on the on the EP because I really loved uh, Lock the Door. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how it's, and throw out the key because the world has lost its mind. I don't know, that one just really caught my attention. I'm like, oh, sing it, sister. I don't know. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> right? I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. 
I love how you yeah. and I just love the whole um, production of that song it's you know I, li- I tend to like I love pared down songs that are you know very you know beautiful piano but I also love ones that are more almost electronic or I don't know how you'd describe that song um, your, your third one on the uh, EP yeah yeah it's how would you I, I guess it's sort of electro pop but that that seems like a little extreme for it. So mm-hmm. I, that's a hard one. I to always find genres has yeah. hard to Yeah, I know. Classify. Especially when they're your songs. It's like yeah, right. you're too close to them to really well, be able to put them in a box like that. No need to, to, to try. I just wanted to let you know how much that I, I like that one, the sound of that one, because it's... Uh, yeah, Thank I, you. yeah, we we really kind of went crazy on it. We were like, well, let's... You know, because I actually wrote it... it from notes that came from my time in the psych ward um so we were kind of like yeah we want it to be a little bit chaotic we want some things to be going on that are you know maybe not i don't know um not something i would normally put or use in in my songs um just to add that element of of chaos and yeah know, it was like certainty i guess yeah, and that's what I mean. I kept listening, being, okay, what's going to happen next in this song? Like, it was sort of a, <laughs> a fun, it's like you're an art, you know, a game at an arcade. Like, it's just sort of zips around, and it's 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 got such great energy, but in a different way from the first song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're all very different on this album. It's a little mm-hmm. bit all over the place. Um, but it was it was cool to get to experiment with so many different sounds and things like that. Yeah, that one definitely a really interesting sound, and I've... I've been more and more interested in lyrics as I get older when I, you know, I'm still an audio engineer. Um, so, and when you were little, you're just oh, poetry. Yeah. So. I mean, and, and it's also just interesting to get your perspectives on all this because I've only, I've, I guess I've done some solo stuff where I've done a bit of this sort of finding other musicians and stuff, but generally I'm, I'm in sort of a band situation where we're just hanging out and jamming and writing songs that way. So it's really interesting to hear a perspective of somebody like you who, you know, finds these session musicians and, and, and works together that way. And, um, as for lock the door, a couple little notes I had uh, for the for the audio part. I really like how there's that door sound effect at the beginning, and it yeah, just sounds, yeah. it's, it's such a great sound. And I had headphones on, and it's like panned back and forth quite a bit, which gives it a really yes. neat effect that I, I thought was a really great choice. And I also particularly liked the I guess would you call it the bridge section or the yeah something like yeah, that. So I just really love that that change there because it really it fits so well, but yet it is quite different from the rest of the song and uh, and the and the lyrics there definitely very powerful and I just I just thought that was a really great uh, addition to that song thank you and then I think of the fourth song in the EP that's the what ti- like title, title track, track I guess if you yeah. call it if yes. I could y- yes yeah and I just some of the lines in this one got me emotional too like you said ending off the EP sort of with some reflection and so you said uh, and if I could say one thing for sure you were never as alone as you thought you were and we all yeah. need to hear that because a lot of us feel sometimes lonely, even when we're sometimes when you're surrounded by people and sometimes when you're not other times that are more isolating for whatever reason. But, um, you know, that's the kind of thing that makes people choke and get a, sort of choked up in their throat. I don't know if you've gotten feedback from this at EB so far. Are people telling you that sort of thing or am I sort of a. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I think that line um, is relatable to a lot of people because when we're in you know, that darkness of, of absolute depression and things like that. We feel like nobody could possibly understand what we're going through. And I think through um, the book and just doing so many interviews and things like that around the book and advocacy, I've met 
you know, hundreds of people now um, from all over the world, you know, from psychologists to clinical counselors to people just like me. And I think what I've really learned is that our experiences might be different, but our, our emotions are so universal and we are never as alone as we think we are when when that blackness takes hold and there are people who understand and there are people who can help if we reach out. Yeah. Well, mate, like I said, mate, I'm just, so if I break down, you'll understand. <laughs> Trying to get too emotional here. You know, it's it's probably that I got other things on my mind and this stuff just brings it out. But um, the other final line from this song that really spoke to me was the uh, choose living or choose life. And some days, you know, it's enough to just to be alive. And so yeah. I'm sure that's, you know, something so many people have to remind themselves on the hard days. It's just like, well, I got through today and that's something. Yeah, we showed up, you know, maybe it wasn't exactly how we wanted it to go. Maybe we're not in the place that we want to be, but, yeah. you know, we showed up. We're still here. We're alive. And some days that, that just has to be enough. Yeah, and you say it, it's not a finish line. So it's just that whole idea, I think, that sometimes we're trying to race towards this this ultimate thing when it's it's really trying to be more in the moment and, and just take it one day at a time because it, it can be overwhelming. And I think a lot of times we, we take on too much or we're, we're, we're thinking of so many things at once instead of starting little by little. And I think that's that's the way we should be thinking instead of kind of racing towards everything and trying to have things happen overnight. Cause and the same thing, a day can feel like it, you know, it lasts a, a year or, you know, all mm-hmm. of a sudden you look back when you're an old an older person and you're like, wow, that was, you know, that went by pretty fast. It's hard to, to, to see that. That's what I like about perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard to see when you're actually going through it. And then I think COVID's gonna kind of be like that because it's been two years now and it's like, oh, it's been an eternity. But in 10 years, when we look back on it, what, you know, what That's will what I always like tried then? to remind people. Like I knew there was no way to be comfort them and say it's gonna end after two and a half years or something. But it was just like, you know, it's a blip on our radar, but it isn't for everybody, right? Depending on if you're older and you feel like, you know, you don't have many many good years left or, you know, different people saw it differently. But when I was in the thick of it, just to try and stay grateful and to get through it, I had to at least remind myself that, that these things don't last forever and things do move on. It's just hard to see that when you're in the middle of it because it feels endless. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so that's that's the EP then, the, those four songs. And like we were saying, very different styles, which I, I like quite a lot. I mean, I like both approaches. I like albums that are all kind of have a similar style, but I also like when it's sort of mixed up a little bit so it catches you off guard a little bit. Still if, still felt like they all went together, which makes sense as they were based off of your recent memoir, Holding On by Letting Go. And uh, Yeah, everybody check out the memoir. And if you love reading and uh, you want to learn about, you know, mental health or whatever it might be, and, and then check out the EP, which goes along with the the book beautifully um, but the songs are just lovely and it might make you smile or make you yeah and I thought think. I thought it's neat too I saw on the Bandcamp page where you can purchase this album you can actually get all of Heather's uh, digital discography for I think it's 35% off oh. um, if you buy it all together through Bandcamp and that's heatherhutchison.bandcamp.com and I read that it also if you download it there it includes a PDF sample of your memoir holding on by letting go and I thought that's a really yes. neat idea yeah. just to give people a taste of the book cross promotion you know music's a quicker thing to quickly grab and be like oh listen to this reading a book is a bit yeah. more of a, an undertaking but I think if somebody gets a little preview of that along with the music then they'll definitely want to read the book it might be the perfect en- entry point which is why I'm glad it worked well, out that way for you but yeah yeah, I felt like those two things, like I had to do something like that because they just go together so, so much. And I, I thought that, you know, that might be giving people that little bit of context might, might be helpful as well. 
And I was, I was also interested to see on your on your w- website, heather-hutchison.com, that you have a, a shop there with with shirts and everything, too, for the for the oh. new release. So that's that's also awesome. Sweet, People I love can, shirts. That's how I, this is my wardrobe out. now, like shirts with like, writing on them. Yeah, I'm like doing what Brian. Yeah, well, but Brian always had yeah. band teachers growing up, and now I'm the one starting with my shirts have to have messages now. That's how my that's as far as my fashion goes. That's awesome. <laughs> but no, then, a good T-shirt is like yeah, gets people talking. Exactly. Exactly. So not to like go on like oh, so what's next? But like, what do you got coming up? Even if it's related to this EP, or I, yeah. I saw you were traveling California recently, and I haven't really got to do much traveling yet since the pandemic. But um, sounds like that might have been super fun, an adventure. Yeah, it was awesome, and I actually wrote a number of new songs there because it was like oh, such a nice the sun. Um, change of scenery and everything like to be able to get out of I don't know I always find that I write better if I have like that little bit of change of of scenery and perspective and things like that so I'm actually back in the studio already Um, no rest for the wicked I think right now you know there's this emphasis on we constantly have to be putting out new material which is really stressful and I think I think we have to strike a balance um but the days of like an a band putting out an album every two or three years um that's that's gone because people just they don't have the attention span anymore for that sort of thing um so yeah I'm really trying to strike that balance with um you know keeping keeping going keeping current but not just releasing stuff just to release it and you found a spark right if you don't have that spark and something other other things come up you might not get back to that so quickly but yeah I saw you trying to find your hotel room um yeah so yeah I don't know I haven't been to LA in like 20 over 20 years but yeah that's another thing that touches into the the TikTok and everything there's so much to cover here obviously and we're gonna yeah, wrap no, things I up just, soon with I, another song I was using but, that as an example to see my, what you've been up to lately <laughs> no for I, sure yeah. and I, I think you've been you've also been promoting some some great products the Orcam being one and that's how you identified the, the number of your hotel room in that in that video and uh, so that's just great that you've been able to um, get get uh, things set up with with those uh, those companies to be able to promote products like that because it's it's, it's so so awesome. Yeah, to see. I tested one of those out last fall for a couple of weeks, but yeah, they look yeah, it's handy. cool. It was yeah, definitely useful. It was really cool um, when they you know um, companies started reaching out to me, and it was it was so crazy. Like I couldn't believe it. Um, but yeah, they were one of the first companies I connected with and um, it was really cool or it is really cool to get to try out their product and make videos of all the different things, the ways that, that I can use it and that, you know, maybe other blind people can can find to apply it in their own lives as well. Awesome. Well, everybody check Heather out on TikTok. Yeah, and go to go to Heather's website, heather-hutchison.com and you can find all the links to social media, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. all of these all of these links through the website. Yeah, and if I could, it was lovely. Thanks for sharing that music with all of us. And um, yeah, so I think it'd be great to end on one more song. But it's been great catching up again. Yeah, there's yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's thanks for putting up with us through the difficulties. And uh, yeah, I uh, hope things continue to go well for you. And we'll look forward to more music. But I'm going to keep listening to this EP because it's it's working into my daily routine now. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Or I guess, I don't know, like, is enjoying the right word? I don't know. I don't know. know. (laughs) Whatever it is, I'm doing it. Thank you. Thank you, Heather, for coming on again with with us on Outlook today. Yep, and definitely go check it out. Uh, Heather Hutchison. Look her up on Apple Music, Spotify, online, heather-hutchison.com.
And what's this final song you're going to play for us today, Heather? I'm going to do If I Could. Awesome. All right. All right. Picking up speed but couldn't see the crash come Caught up in selfish altruism Addicted to that familiar despair Still breathing but no longer there And if I could say one thing for sure You were never as alone as you thought you were Cause no one has the answers And there's more than just one way But it's not a finish line It's a choice you make each day Choose living or choose life Some days It's enough just to be alive They were looking down from the viaduct Thought no one even cared enough And now we peer through the veil To see all the things we've failed And if I could talk to them I'd say I'm sorry you never found your reason that day Cause no one has the answers And there's more than just one way But it's not a finish line It's a choice you make each day Choose living or choose a life Some days It's enough just to be alive It's a choice you make each day Choose living or choose life Some days It's enough just to be alive Some days It's enough just to be alive Send us an email, Outlook on RadioWestern at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB. And on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.